You're listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. Worship with us on Sundays in Kansas City, or join us in June for our youth and young adult conference called Bold. All right. Well, good morning. Are you guys awake? Alive day three. You guys are doing awesome. Um, if we could turn up the house lights just a little bit more, that would be super helpful. Um, well, hey, I can we just give it up for Radiant Church and David and Renata and just their their heart, their passion for you. I can't tell you how many volunteers have taken off work uh, to be here to serve you because they so believe in you. They so believe in what God can do in transforming your life and changing the trajectory of your life in two and a half days. And so I am standing here, like David said, uh, as a testimony of, of, of being someone who was in in those chairs, you've, you've heard this multiple times uh, from Mark from the first night and, and even Jeremiah just saying that at, at, at one moment um, when, when we were your age, we were in those seats and God did something. He marked us. He encountered us and we're living testimonies that we have overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. And so Today, I just, um, it's so funny because thinking back on, okay, I was, I was like 13 the first time I heard David preach, and, and now look, he's my brother-in-law. And so who knows, one of you ladies may marry Dawson Perkins someday. Um, <laughs> we don't know. So anyways, uh, well, just a little bit about me. I am uh, eight months pregnant with my baby girl. Uh, I have a little boy, you guys met him. So where are my ladies at? Holla. It was so funny when, um, when I got pregnant and the first time and finding out I was going to have a boy, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know anything about men. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know anything about women. I know I am one, but Lord help me. Um, so anyways, also just a little bit about me. Um, I love epic war movies. Does anybody love like, yes. But I also, because the reason I do is because I'm really intense, and you guys will come to realize that here in just a little bit. Um, I'm really intense, and so I love epic war movies. And, but something else about me is that I am extremely silly and goofy. And I don't quite catch, um, like, humor all the time, but slapstick comedy is like, a part of my heart. So I have this quick little picture that really defines who I am. Um, these two characters <laughs> really define me. We have Mel Gibson and then Steve Carell. So anyway, so today, I hope you're gonna get a little bit of both, <laughs> but that's a little bit of who I am. So, so yeah, so I'm just gonna open us in prayer. So Jesus, we look to you this morning once again, and I ask Holy Spirit, that you would continue to do what you're doing. God, I ask for spirit of wisdom and revelation, the knowledge of Jesus, the knowledge of God. I pray that after these few moments that we have together, that our hearts would be expanded in love for you. Jesus, we want to see you rightly. Jesus, we want to love you like you love us. 
And so God, I pray today that you would give dignity to every single heart in this room and their, their weak yes to trying to look at you, to trying to gaze upon you, and that you would meet that gaze with the revelation of who you are. And so God, I ask that you would awaken hunger in this room this morning. God, I ask that you would stir and provoke every single heart to say, I want to give all. I want to give all to know you. And I want to give all to make you known. Use me, Jesus. I pray that that would be the heart cry that arises. Use me, God. Spend me, God. So Jesus, I ask that you would come and move. Continue to speak in Jesus' name. Amen. So when I was a, a teenager and sitting in those seats, I was in a lot of brokenness. I jumped on a bus with my youth group and, and uh, had actually just moved from big city, Austin, Texas, to a little town in Podunk, Texas. And, and I was a teenager and my world was falling apart. My parents were in the middle of a divorce. My sister had been sexually assaulted and was running from guy to guy, trying to numb the pain and struggling with cutting and, and suicide. And, and I was just watching, just watching all of the pain and feeling all of it so deeply, but it was completely out of, out of my control. And, and I was sitting in those seats and, and I met and encountered Jesus. And he said, Amy, he said, all of these circumstances, all of the pain, this does not have to define you. This does not have to determine your future. But if you will let me pick you up and lift your face, and if you will lock eyes with me and give me would you give me all of you? I'll give you all of me. And so I said, okay, God. Okay, Lord, I'll, I'll give you this season of my life. I'll, I'll, I'll look to you and in my, in, my, in, in my weak yes of I don't know what it means to run after God. I don't know how to do this thing, but, but every day I'm just gonna dare to believe, God, would you give me faith to believe that just maybe you will actually pick me up out of this miry pit and you would actually set my feet upon a rock. I'll dare to believe you. And so day after day and year after year, I just said, God, I'm gonna run after you in this season. And at times, it was lonely. At times, I was weird. <laughs> at times, it wasn't, it wasn't all together, it wasn't easy. But he met me, he marked me, he encountered me, and I can tell you that I am a different person today because of my weak little yes. And so your weak little yes in these moments can change the trajectory of your life, I promise. I promise. It's not about you bucking up and being strong and finding, finding it within you. It's about you coming to this altar week after week, tear after tear, when you don't have the language, but you just sing the songs. What begins to happen is he washes you 
with the word. And he, he, he's the one who cleans you up. He's not looking for you to clean yourself up before you can come to him. And if I can just confront that lie today that says you need to look a certain way, be a certain way, sound a certain way to come to him, that's what the enemy wants you to believe. He wants you to believe in our American culture, fake it till you make it. That's not how it works in the kingdom. That's not kingdom culture. You know what he says? Come as you are. Because what happens is when we try to come to him with our masks and our facades that we wear with everyone around us, it's like a veil. But you know what? He tore it. He tore the veil back. He gave his life so that we could see him and he, and that, that we would hear him and know him. He paid it all. He's done it all for you to come as you are. So I don't know what mask you're wearing today. We all have them. I don't know what performance, what song and dance you're doing to get friends, to survive, to just make it. But I want us today to recognize that God is not looking for your religious rhetoric. And what I mean by rhetoric is language and words. He's not looking for you to come with special words and special phrases. The enemy wants to make us into a bunch of religious robots. But Jesus, he just wants your wrestle. He just wants to know, what are you wrestling with? What's going on on the inside? I just want to hear from you. I just want to, I want to be your closest friend. I want to know what's going on. Would you talk to me? And so today I'm talking about prayer, bold prayer, but specifically I want to define prayer as friendship with God. That's all it is. See, prayer is a, is a, is a, it's a simple word, but, but I think we make it complicated. And, and, and we turn, we think of prayer as these, these lofty phrases, or we gotta sound a certain way. And, and yes, there are, there, you know, for me, like there are moments when I'm super intense because I'm calling heaven to earth. And, but most of my prayers are just little phrases. Just me, just telling my heart to God. When I'm changing my kid's poopy diaper again, <laughs> it's like, God, I just wanna love you. Cause my heart to love you again. God, give me grace to do this again. <laughs> when my child won't sleep and I'm desperate for sleep, God, help me. <laughs> so, your purpose, your breakthrough, your healing, lies in something we all have, but the enemy confuses and causes us to make it so complicated. But your healing, your breakthrough, your purpose, fullness of the, the plans that he has for you, all comes down to this little thing right here. This little thing right here is you beginning to just Open up your heart 
and use your words. See, we're, there's, I don't know how many thousands, like 60,000 plus thoughts we have in a day. That's a lot, people. <laughs> and when, when Paul talks about prayer without ceasing, it's like, uh, am I supposed to like verbalize those 60,000 thoughts to the Lord every day? But what he's wanting is he's just wanting to get in here a little bit. Get in here a little bit. And he just wants to be your friend. So number one, Jesus can be your closest confidant. Jesus can be your closest confidant. So what I mean by confidant is friend, the one that you confide in, the one that you trust most. Listen, I know that it's, 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 it's interesting because sadly, we're not very good listeners to one another. So therefore, we grow up in a culture where we don't really talk about what's going on here with anybody because no one's really listening. And especially for those, some of you, you know, in all of our friendship circles, you know, we kind of have the storytellers. We have the extroverts, we have those that, you know, kind of lead the pack and are the joke tellers. And that's, I, I, I'm intense and I'm a little bit of an extrovert, but I'm a horrible storyteller and I'm a really bad joke teller. Um, <laughs> because if I try to tell a joke, I just start laughing. And then I never tell the joke and people are just like looking at me. Um, so, so in every friendship circle, we kind of have the, the extrovert storytellers and joke tellers. And then we kind of have the other people, the rest of us who kind of listen because we enjoy it. It's not bad, but I think some of you in this room have never really felt heard. You've never really felt understood. You've never really felt like, does anyone see me? Does anyone even care about what's going on? And this morning I want to tell you that your heavenly father, he just wants you to talk to him. And this morning, that's what he would look at you and he would say, I want you to talk to me as your father, as your friend, I'm the one who created you. I'm the one who loves you the most. I just want you to talk to me about what you're feeling. I'm listening. I care. I weep with those who weep. I listen. I want to hear what you care about. I want to hear the things that are moving your heart. I want to hear the things that bring you joy. I want to hear about the things that hurt. That's the place where relationship begins, is opening our heart to him. And so I just want to just ask you, would you, would you, would you open your heart to him? Psalm 25, 14, the Lord is a friend. The Lord is a friend to those who fear him. Or you could also say to those who worship him. Psalm 149, 9, the Lord, you've heard this, Dan was saying yesterday, the Lord, he delights in his people. And what I wanna add is that he delights to hear your voice. The scriptures talk about your voice is sweet to me. Your voice is sweet and your face is lovely. Would you look to him? Would you lift your voice? Because he cares and he wants to hear it. Though everyone around you may be ignoring you, like John was saying, he's looking, 
He's looking. He's looking from his throne going, is anybody looking at me? And if you would just lift your face and lift your voice, here's what happens. He's a really great friend. And when we begin to, to lift our voice in our mess, see, he paid it all, guys. He's done all the work to make this happen. He's extended the invitation. John 15, 13, greater love has no one than this, that someone laid down his life for his friends. He's already laid his life down to be your friend. Would you be his friend? Hebrews 4, 16, approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we would receive mercy, find grace to help us in our time of need. Here's what's awesome about friendship with God. You're honest with him about your brokenness and your pain, and he says, I can help with that. I've got a solution. I've got an answer. I can be your hope. I can be your help. And see, he paid the price so that we can come confidently even as we are. Even as you are. You don't have to clean yourself up, hide, put something on. No, he says, come as you are because I've washed you. I've made you clean. When I look at you, I see the righteousness of my son. When you said yes to me, you became a new creation. And that new creation means that the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you and is a perfect dwelling place for him, which means that he is talking and he wants to hear your voice to him. So he's paid it all that you can come confidently no matter your mess, no matter your mess. No matter your mess. So here's the thing is, his friendship, the goodness of friendship with God is that he gives really good advice. I don't know if any of you have ever gotten like really bad advice from your friends, but I have and I don't have any stories to tell because they were all really bad advice. <laughs> um, so when we talk to our friends and talk, talk to our, you know, talk about our heart, with the Lord, here's what happens, is this great exchange that we're so unworthy of, but we come and we're like, oh, here's my pain, here's my mess, here's my brokenness. I know I shouldn't be hurting, I know I shouldn't be comparing, I know I shouldn't be jealous, I know I shouldn't want that car, I know I shouldn't wanna be awesome, but God, I wanna be cool, and, and just, just talking to him, like, God, I wanna, I want to date that guy or, you know, he wants to hear. And here's what he does. He gives three things. One is revelation. He brings truth. <laughs> and truth brings hope. And hope, it, it, it gives perspective. And so what it looks like for me is, is literally, and I still do this, but so many times I don't have the language and I love Romans 8, 26 that says, in the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We don't know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. <laughs> I cry a lot, I'll just admit. I'm a crier, and so I'm surprised I haven't cried yet already. But, um, and so, many times I don't have the language. I don't have the words to say. And so at night I would just turn on my worship music, lay next to my bed and just cry and worship and cry and worship. But he encountered me. And the Father 
that wasn't around, he became. The provider, as I was scared watching my single mom now having to provide for us, he showed himself as provider. My healer, the one that it hurt so bad. I couldn't heal my own heart, but he came and he washed me and he healed me and made himself known as my healer. That's the kind of friend that God wants to be to you, is to give you that revelation of himself. And the second thing is he gives relief. <laughs> oh, man, just, just relief in the presence of God. Rest in the presence of God. I don't have to fix it. You're in control. And the third thing he did is he satisfies you. So in this season of, you know, my teenage years, one of the visions that God gave me was, give me your dating life. (laughs) If you would give me your teenage years and commit to not dating and not playing that game, trust me. Trust me, and I'll reward you. And so I just want to just throw that out as Brandon was talking about purity yesterday. God is calling some of you to a season of, of radical consecration and saying, God, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna date. I'm not gonna play that game. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna run from it and trust you. And I can tell you, oh, it's worth it. It's worth it. The the heartache that I missed out on (laughs) the the pain that I already had enough pain people don't we have enough pain to, to, to not enter into the drama of dating in high school I'm sorry but it's just too much drama and I know you know girls we get a bad rap from drama well you want to help that just avoid that whole topic <laughs> it'll help you out. um so so but here's the deal is it doesn't mean it's easy it was hard it was hard not dating because I, I mean, I, I liked boys, but I said, God, I'm going to trust you that you have something better. And so in worship, in the place of friendship with God, he would fill the longing. It's not just about like, I'm going to kill my flesh and focus on you and run because I'm awesome. Like, no, it was a week. It was a week. God, I like that boy. But God, I'm going to choose you. And he would satisfy the longing. Isn't that awesome? Like, because here's the the deal. I'm not sure any of you are satisfied in your dating relationships. (laughs) And so, sorry, that was maybe a little too much. Um, Okay, so so he would, he'll satisfy the longing if you'll give it to him. Okay, all right, number two. So he wants to be your friend. But you know what else? Jesus is looking for comrades. Jesus is looking, who will be my friend? Who can I share my heart with? Who who would be willing to take the time to listen to me because I have something to say. I want to talk to them. I want them to know my heart. Did you know that? God, he wants you to know his heart. Not just me, not just the speakers or the worship leaders, like, oh, they really know God. No, 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 no. 
every single one of you, he's saying, I'll share my heart with you. Do you know how vulnerable that is? (laughs) God of the ages is saying, I'll share my heart. I'll share my heart. Will you take it? Will you have me? All of us like to be invited to things, yes? All of us want to be liked, yes? (laughs) He does too. He does too. He wants to talk to you. See, John 15, 15, this is Jesus. He says, no longer do I call you servants, for the servant doesn't know what his master's doing, but I have called you friends. For all that I have heard from my father, I have made known to you. So here's what's awesome. I just wanna talk about Jesus for a little bit. Did you know that his name is the word? John 1.1, in the beginning was the word. And then, so, so Jesus' name before it was Jesus was the word. So he is the OG voice, my friends. Like he is the voice. His name means speaking, means proclaiming. And here's what his voice says. So he was the word, he was the creator. Through his words, he created everything. He spoke, Genesis 1, 3, God said, and it was. And here's the thing, it began with a word and it's gonna end with a word. Revelation 19, 15, out of his mouth comes a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations. He is a warrior king and it's through his words that he's gonna destroy the enemy. So I don't know if you know this, but you're made in his image. And so your words have the power to bring life or death. What are you gonna do with it? What are you gonna do with this? Here's the other thing, Jesus, he's the word, he's the creator, he is our warrior king and he is an intercessor. So an intercessor, that's just a a big word for prayer, for standing in the gap from bringing heaven to earth. And here's the thing about Jesus, our intercessor, is that this is how he runs his kingdom. This is how, the, so, so prayer, I'm sorry my friends, but prayer is not going away in the age to come. Prayer is how he administers his kingdom. Prayer is how he administers justice. Prayer is how the yoke is broken. Prayer is how justice and truth and righteousness come forth. First John 2, 1, we have one who speaks to the Father in our defense. See, Jesus, he's speaking to the Father about you right now. Hebrews 7, 25, he always lives to intercede for us. Romans 8, 34, he's at the right hand of God and is interceding for us. So number three, you have been chosen to co-create. As his friend, He has chosen you to co-create with him. I don't know about you, but that's like really sweet. Um, 
I'm not super talented um, or super, um, I'm not super smart. Um, and it could be really depressing if I looked at my life and the successes measured by the world of my bank account or my status or how many friends I have on Instagram or, or, or what platform I have or, but you know what? My greatest place of honor and dignity is that I know my weak words can actually bring justice to the nations. I don't work for the UN, but I'm partnered with him. <laughs> that was good. That was not in my notes. <laughs> so I wanted to. I, when I was in high school, I was actually um, debating coming to a summer internship uh, with David and Dan, or going to the Naval Academy uh, summer program for those who are going to go into the Naval Academy. That's kind of funny, if you know me. Um, so, but it's because I had this like, girl, like justice. I love epic war movies. I want to like conquer. <laughs> like, and it's this truth inside of me. It's this belief inside of me. Everything is black and white. My husband lives in the shade of gray, so we make a great combination. So, um, so everything is either right or wrong. Um, so anyway, so I, I just had this desire that like, I want to see the world change. I, I want to be a history maker. God, use me. And I remember the moment when he was like, Amy, laws will not create righteousness in men's hearts. He's like, Amy, I'm, I'm calling you to create, to, to speak. I'm calling you to preach. I'm calling you to ministry that I would put righteousness in men's hearts. And that's the day when I realized, God, ultimately my greatest place of dignity is partnering in the place with you as the great intercessor and me lifting my voice to bring justice to the nations, to bring justice to a generation. Because you know what? He's the all-powerful one. And partnering with him, he's gonna win. <laughs> I don't know about you, but like, I don't like to be on the losing team. I wanna be on the team that wins. So like, in our summers in Colorado, we played volleyball. Anybody like volleyball in here? We'd play volleyball every summer, and there was one summer, I'm not even kidding. I lost every single game, all summer long. And I haven't played volleyball since. <laughs> it was just so defeating to be on the losing team every time. So here's the deal, friends. You get to partner with the one who's gonna win. <laughs> and the way that you get to partner with him can actually begin now. Not tomorrow, not once you're an adult, not once you've got your, your calling all figured out. But right now, your little, your little weak words, they have the power to bring the kingdom of heaven to earth now. And I don't know about you, but that gives me a lot of dignity. And that gives me a lot of purpose, and it gives me a lot of fulfillment. That I'm not waiting one day, someday I'll be fulfilled in my calling. One day it'll all come together and finally I'll be happy. You can find that fulfillment, that contentment, that purpose right now.
right now. I don't know how old you are. I don't know what family you're a part of, what school you go to, but God has an assignment for you right now. And it starts with this. It starts with you saying, God, what's on your heart? Well, first, God, here's my heart, and here's my brokenness, and here's my mess, and you, you choose me, and okay, God, what's, what's, on, what's on your heart, and what do you care about? And oh, I can just start praying, and you start moving? See, crazy, crazy friends, you know what? He has tied the release of his plan to make all things right. He's tied the release of his plan to bring justice to the world, to the nations, to establish his kingdom through your voice. He has linked his power released to your voice. He's waiting. He's waiting. The resources of heaven are waiting if you would lift your voice. The resources of heaven, yes, being is, you know, finances, his power, his creativity, his healing, the kingdom. He's tied it to your voice. Y'all, if we got that in its magnitude, if we could see what happens when we pray those little weak prayers of God help, God come, God move, God speak. What's happening in the spirit realm of angels are being commissioned because of your voice. Demons and darkness are being pushed back because of your voice. Prayer is just agreeing with what God wants to do. Prayer is simply, he shares his heart, it moves our heart. Then we share our heart and it moves his heart. That's all it is. It's about relationship. It's not rhetoric. It's just relationship. It's just two people sharing their hearts. I don't know about you, but like, those are my best friends. Those are my best friends. So, you were created. His plan is your voice. He's the creator. Your voice creates. His voice releases power. Your voice has the power to release his power. So, here's what the enemy wants to do. As I got this picture a few years ago, you know when you've seen dogs who have like a, a muzzle, like on their snout? I don't have a dog, as you can tell. Um, <laughs> and, and it's like this like leather so that they wouldn't bark. That's what the, where the enemy has way too many of us. Is we're wearing these muzzles. We have all of these thoughts. We have all of these feelings. We have all of these things going on on the inside. And they're just, we're just constantly mulling over them. And the Lord is like, would you just open, open your mouth and let's start talking. And so today I just want to acknowledge that the enemy's got a generation muzzled. But if we can recognize that and say, in Jesus' name, we break that, we take it off, we refuse to wear it, and we're going to start lifting our voices. This is one of the greatest tools that we have. So the band, if you guys want to go ahead and come on up. I think it's crazy, you guys, that the Lord 
He runs his government. He runs the kingdom of heaven now and forever through our weak voices. So some of you feel like, I don't know if I'm smart enough. I don't know if I'm good enough. The I'm not enough phrase has been the phrase that the enemy has been saying from eternity past. Like, you're not enough. And here's what I want to tell you today. You are enough. You are qualified. You have been invited. You are qualified. You are mighty and strong and powerful in the Lord through this little thing right here. And so you don't know what your success is. Your success in this season is your weak little yes. Yes, God. Yes, God. I'll open my heart to you. Yes, God, would you share your heart with me? And yes, God, I will release your kingdom by lifting my voice. And so I just wanna invite you guys to stand. He's longing to share his heart with you. He's longing that you would know his heart. And like David, when he talked about last night of just being bold, being bold and leading courageously. Um, when you begin to pray for your family, for your friends, for your school, man, he gives you cre creative ideas. He releases heaven. And so I just want to just invite you to, okay, asking God, what's your assignment for me right now? What's your assignment in the place of prayer right now? Would you use me? I love A.W. Tozer. He says, sadly, he waits to be wanted. Too bad that with so many of us, he waits so long, so very long, he waits in vain. He's waiting. He's waiting to share his heart. He's waiting for you to know him. He's waiting to make himself known to you. All you have to do is say, God, I want to know you, and I'll make you known. So I just want to invite you to close your eyes. God, I ask right now that we would be those that know your heart, that we would be those that would just dare to believe that you're speaking to us. God, and would we be those that open our hearts to you, and so if you, I just want to invite you that if the Lord's just been stirring in your heart, provoking you in any way, I just want to invite you forward and we're going to worship for a little bit and I just want to pray for you. So just come on forward if you want to respond to the Lord. So Jesus, I just ask right now, those that want to know you, yeah, come on forward. If you want to know the Lord, if you want to hear his voice, if you want to say yes to the assignment that he has for you, I'm just going to pray a few different things over you. So for those of you who are just saying, I have a hard time talking about my heart. Like, I, 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 want, I, I want God to be my friend. I want him to be my closest confidant. You know, just extend out your hands. So Jesus, I just pray for those who want you to be their friend. 
God, I pray that you would begin to give them language of the heart where they've never been heard before, where they've never felt listened to before. Jesus, I pray today for the revelation that you are a God who is a friend, who listens, who hears, who cares. And so God, right now, I pray for the revelation that you're listening and that they would begin to open their mouth to you about what they're feeling. What, what, what are they afraid of? What are they stressed out about? What's, what's the pain going on? And I pray, Father, that, that they would begin to, to encounter you in the place of just honesty with you. So God, I pray for encounter because of their courage to just be honest. And so I speak courage into my friends to begin opening their hearts. God, and I lift up those who who are saying, I want to be a friend of God. If that's you, if you just wanna raise your hand saying, God, I want to be your friend. And I wanna have kingdom impact by lifting my voice. God, and so I ask right now for just, just a, a gift, Lord Jesus, of intercession to fall in this room, to begin to feel the burden, the weight that you carry because your heart is breaking. You care, you feel deeply for your people. And so God, I pray that you would find ones that would stand and that would listen to what's on your heart. And so God, I ask Lord that you would raise up intercessors in this room that wouldn't overcomplicate it, that wouldn't make it a religious exercise, but God, those that would be to lift their voice, to call forth and to commission angels and to rebuke the demonic. And so God, I ask Lord, that you would raise up intercessors. Raise them up, God, that would stand in the gap, that would release your kingdom. God, and so I pray for a revelation, revelation, revelation right now. God, of, of their voices, their voices that matter. The dignity that you give them in this season, that it matters. The assignment that you've commissioned them for in this season, it matters. And so God, I pray, make us a people of prayer. Make us a people of prayer. If you don't put your hand on your heart, and just say, God, make me a woman of prayer. Make me a man of prayer. God, you wanna share your heart. We want to be those that would stand and listen to what you're speaking. So just as we go into this worship song, I just want to invite you to start talking to God. Like what's, what's, what's really going on? What's, what's really taking place? What are, what are you really afraid of? Maybe it's Him. Actually, it's probably a lot of you. You're afraid of what He's going to ask you to do. You're afraid of God's going to ask me to do this and I'm going to look this way. He's gonna ask me to do this and I'm gonna lose this friend or I'm gonna, I'm gonna lose. But I just wanna tell you today that you have a good father who has your best interests in mind. And so I just want you to close your eyes and I just want you to, to, to picture Jesus in the way in which you can. And I just want you to tell him, I am so freaked out about this. God, I'm so afraid. God, I'm so, I'm so anxious. God, about my reputation or my, my friends or, God, I'm so hurting. God, I'm afraid of what you're gonna ask me to do. Just, so as we worship, can you just 
close your eyes, try to ignore the friends around you. And I just went, let's just, let's just talk to God. Okay, let's worship. If you would like to follow Jesus, we'd like to connect with you on your journey. Email us at follow at radianchurchkc.com. If this ministry has encouraged you, we'd love to hear your story. Email us at mystory at radianchurchkc.com. If you'd like to invest in Radiant Church, please click Give on our website, radianchurchkc.com. Are you a young adult and interested in spending a year in Kansas City at Radiant Church? Check out radiantintensive.com. Thanks for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast.